Hi friends, welcome to the first three episodes of The Umbral Theatre Presents, Weirdwood Preparatory Academy. A quick reminder, this show is intended for mature audiences. We've also got a new editor cutting his teeth on the show, so please forgive any sound issues for the first few episodes. Thanks, and enjoy. This is the first episode of our Monster Hearts 2 game set at Weirdwood Preparatory Academy in a small town in Eastern Europe that used to be a World War II-era military base. Most of the students here are transfers from Europe or other parts of the world on government-sponsored scholarships. Several people have lived here their whole lives, and some people have died here, but are still going to class. We're going to explore the stories of these seemingly normal, but absolutely not, students. I am the Mistress of Ceremonies, my name is Sorel, and I will be running herd on these wayward teenagers and their love interests. Playing with me are four voices you'll hear. Uh, hi, I'm Rich. I am playing Lucas Clearwater. He is... A rather angsty youth and does not like his stepdad, cares about his mom, and does sports. Lucas is a werewolf. Hello everybody, I am Tristan McGray here. Uh, I am playing Jameson Kilgrave. He is the wealthiest kid in town, however, you wouldn't know it because because he really doesn't care about his wealth. Or much of other people. Except for a couple of specials. He is a ghost. A spooky, scary, dead thing that looks normal to the average eye at the moment. My name is Lance, and I'll be playing Don Bishop. They are a complex character that are trying to find their way in the world. I myself have been playing games and running them for about 20 years at this point. Dawn will be taking on the skin of the Fae. Hi, I'm Bear. I'm a mainstay at the Emerald Theater, and I will be playing the role of Alexis Loveless. Alexis is a girl who's crawled her way up from having nothing, and won't stop until she takes down everyone in school who is more powerful than she is. Alexis is a Jurogumo. All of these skins can be found online in either the Monster Hearts reference document, or elsewhere by searching... Monster Hearts 2 skins. If you'd like to have a reference to follow along for what the players are talking about when they use certain moves. We start the class off in mid-fall, a month or so after the end of summer break. This week, the class has been rocked by a bit of a scandal. Two separate couples have broken up recently, and it's all that the students can talk about. Jeremiah Betancourt, noble heir from London, and Reggie Waterman, self-proclaimed hero of the school and a bit of a tough guy, 
just broke up, and apparently Stephanie Rosenbaum, one of the members of the inner circle of Queen Bee Cassandra Morningglory, broke up with Pierre Dubois, the class suck-up and general overlookable type that nobody knew was dating Stephanie until the news broke that they were over. As you can probably imagine, the drama is ripe. After attendance is taken by the teacher, Miss Valoria Brayman, a early middle age, late 30s woman, very well kept, wears dresses exclusively that are probably a little bit tighter than a parent might want on their student's teacher. But as this is a boarding school, the parents rarely have a chance to interact with the teachers. She's almost definitely playing favorites and isn't very good at hiding them or doesn't necessarily care to. Regardless, she knows a drama-filled air when she hears one. So she has, after taking attendance, decided to grade papers, air quotes there, instead of proceeding with the morning announcements. Cassandra, morning glory, tall, leggy brunette, eldest daughter of the morning glory family of the morning glory logging corporation, of course, takes this opportunity to round on Stephanie and demand the details. Jameson, what are you doing in the back when this whispered but very audible conversation drifts towards you? I am presently sitting in the back writing into a journal. I'm not going to pay attention to anyone unless something particular piques my interest. Okay. Lucas, normally you'd be on the lookout for this exact type of drama, specifically with Cassandra, because of your connections with Alexis, and you know her interest in Cassandra. However, Reggie and Jeremiah, sitting directly in front of him to the sides of you, are between you and Cassandra, and they've been very carefully not looking at each other to the point where they're boring holes in the windows and the wall, respectively. Are you about to do anything in this scenario? Well, I I, I get up and I'm just really not a fan of Cassandra or really her family. And I don't say anything, but I get up and... As Cassandra's just kind of in Stephanie's face, I cut between the two of them to, like, leave the room as if I'm going to go get something or just go to the bathroom, but make it clear that I am, like, creating space between the two. Sounds like you are attempting to shut someone down. Ooh. Okay. Cassandra's getting very worked up here and kind of abusing her position in the school's hierarchy, and you are intentionally coming between her and one of her subordinates to clip that off. So I need you to roll with cold for me. Oh. Oh, come on. 
Yeah, no, that does not go well for me. Uh, that is a one. I rolled a two, and I have a cold minus one. Excellent. Ooh, does that mean I get stuff? You may mark one experience for failing a roll. Sweet. Starting out big, I see. (laughs) (laughs) In your attempt to skirt between the two of them, without looking at Cassandra, because you don't like her at all, you trip over her bag. Oh, shit. Which is, of course, taking up space in the aisle. And not being a very small individual, you crash headlong into Joanna Applegate, the sort of athletic, but not any longer actively being athletic, Greek girl who sits in the front row. Oh, shit. Um, uh, fuck that. Oh, and who leaves that bag? You got a very low score there. Yeah. How badly do you crash into her? As I'm going down, knowing who Joanna is, I do my best to land mostly on the desk and not damage Joanna, if that's at all possible. Yeah, that's doable. You're going to land very hard. Yeah. Do you injure yourself or injure the environment? Um, Or both? I'm going to say myself. Joanna and I have been pretty cool, and by that I mean she doesn't step on my toes, I don't step on her toes. I don't want to destroy anything of hers or hurt her in any way. So I would willingly take harm to not like pass on undue like harm to somebody else you're going to take one harm yep and gain the laughing stock condition as everyone laughs at you falling on your face and slamming your head into the corner of her desk (laughs) dawn this happens right in front of you oh what are your what is your response to this Shit, am I fucking bleeding? What the f- I go over to him. I said, Lucas, are are you alright? Would you like me to take you to the nurse? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's do that. Yeah. Uh, I put, I'm, I'm smaller than him, but I, I put myself sort of in a position where he could sort of rest on my shoulder a bit and lead him towards the nurse. Thanks, thanks, Don. Just, who the Hell leaves their bag in the middle of the row. Like, that's so inconsiderate. Okay. The two of you leave to go to the nurse's office. Uh, Alexis, what are you doing during this? I wait for the door to close behind them. Well, I guess we know where Bishop's heart lies. Cassandra in the middle of laughing at Lucas, who she dislikes about as much as Lucas dislikes her. I.e., he's not one of the people in her circles. So he's meaningless. Is in the middle of laughing at Lucas's misfortune when Alexis speaks up and she snaps her head around, eyes narrowed. Are you trying to say something here, Alexis, darling? 
I think what I'm trying to say is that Lucas has more admirers than your whole little gaggle of uglies combined. That's definitely a shut-someone-down roll. Let's do it. Well, five and one is six. With my plus one cold is seven. Indeed. So you get to choose one, but you're coming across poorly in doing so, and they give you a condition. So you get to either... They lose a string on you, you gain one on them, they gain a condition, or you take one forward. I'm going to give them a condition. Desperate. In return, Cassandra will give you the troublemaker condition, as you are clearly trying to stir shit up. That is entirely fair. Joanna is scooching her chair further away from her desk and the blood stain on the corner of it, and kind of hyperventilating a bit. Reggie and everyone else looked when the fall happened, of course, and most of them laughed. Notices that Joanna is getting worked up and jumps up out of his chair, knocking it over in his haste, and rushes over to her a spare t-shirt from his gym bag, balled up, and starts wiping the blood and apologizing to her for the issue. At the sound of the chair slamming, it perks my head up, and I notice Joanna over there starting to hyperventilate, and I just calmly walk over to her and say, No, it's all right now, darling. You don't have to worry about that. It's going to get all cleaned up, and Lucas is fine. Lucas is fine. And really just trying to get her to calm down. While all attention is diverted, I'm going to lean over my desk and whisper in Pierre's ear, Oh, I'm sorry you have to deal with all of this nonsense, Pierre. You're better than she will ever know. He kind of looks up and... I pat him on the shoulder, gently smile at him, and roll back to my seat. He kind of smirks a bit and goes back to sketching some sort of actuator design on top of his math homework. Joanna looks up at Jameson in sort of desperate moment and can can you get me out of here i i i think i can feel uh a seizure coming on on uh and starts uh of course love of course here uh and i kind of help her stand up as best i can got my arm around her waist supporting her all right love we'll just take you to the nurse and uh we'll make sure you're safe. Okay? Are you ready? And thank you. And she scrabbles and grabs her cane off of the side of the desk. It's not something she needs all the time, but definitely often enough that she has it with her every day. And the two of you also exit to the nurse's office, leaving Reggie standing there holding a bloody t-shirt. What? What did I... From the back, Jeremiah says, Well, it's because you're an insufferable twat, and nobody can stand to be in your presence. Hmm. By the time Reggie looks up, Jeremiah's already looked away, and misses the just flash of anger as Reggie's hand balls around the t-shirt. Reggie takes a step forwards towards Jeremiah, and then the bell rings, signifying the end of the homeroom and the beginning of the first class of the day.
Hello, class. My name is Sorel. I've been playing the voice of the Mistress of Ceremonies. You might know me from such productions as this one, and you may also have heard the voice of the announcer in Expeditions of the Extra Normal, which I'm told is me, but I don't remember because I've had too much Mountain Sea Blast. Joining me this evening are a couple of our players. Hey, everybody. Oh, am I supposed to say something? Yeah, I mean, you can. <laughs> That's what you're here for. Hey, how's it going, people out there? Just in case people out here aren't directly friends with us, uh, who are you two? Who are any of us? Yeah, really. That's <laughs> getting existential. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can catch this podcast on all of the major podcasting places and several of the minor ones, too. Um, we don't know exactly where everything is because uh, there's too much for us all to keep track of. Also, as Sorrel said, we put out Expeditions of the Extra Normal. Give that a listen if you haven't already. Great fun. Uh, much sillier than this show. And if you don't find this on any of the services, let us know who doesn't have it and we'll burn their house down. No, we won't. I uh, don't record that. <laughs> Too late. It's already been done. And back to the show. Oh, yeah. The students hurriedly collect their things, some lingering, hoping that the tension that was brewing continues. Others hoping to be out of this before that tension overflows. But all of the students leave the classroom. Reggie angrily grabs his bag and storms out into the hall. And Alexis catches up to him before he gets to his next class. What are you doing, Alexis? I walk behind him to the left and put my hand on his right shoulder. Reggie, I'm, I'm so... <sighs> So sorry for everything that son of a bitch is putting you through. I should have known better than to get involved with some stuck-up rich boy from the other side of the fucking world who know who thinks he's better than everyone. He's not better than you are. He's not better than me. Damn right. You're so much better than he is. You you you're so tall and so strong and and so much better looking. And people just see the way he treats you, and at this point, I pull him out of the hustle and bustle of the hallways, and I put him up against a locker. Uh, still thrown off by your much better looking comment, he allows you to do so. And it seems as if you are attempting to turn someone on. That is exactly what I'm trying to do here. All right. Give me a roll with hot. Well, a four and a four is an eight, and with a hot of plus two for a ten. Excellent. On a ten up, you gain a string on him, and he gets to choose a reaction from I give myself to you, I promise something I think you want, or I get embarrassed and act awkward. He's going to go with the third one, not being used to being handled the way that you're handling him, and his anger turns into a, a bluster of a different type as he... Uh, Whoa, I I didn't I, I didn't I didn't realize I think you just need to relax. And I think you need to I don't know, maybe you just need to let your anger out a little bit. You don't want to hurt Jeremiah, but uh you know what I think would really feel good? To to shove around for a bit, show him exactly why he shouldn't be getting in your way? Is that Jameson Kilgrave kid. He wouldn't even let you take care of Joanna. He had to stick his face in there. I'm going to be spending a string to tempt him. Yeah? Well, I mean... Now, I have a special move of the Jirogumo 
that's called the puppeteer. When I tempt a side character to help, they do so without question and will forget why they did so, if you wish, by the end of the next scene. Okay. What is it you're specifically trying to tempt him to do? I am tempting him to go pick a fight with Jameson. His face clears a bit and his brow furrows. You're right. Fuck that guy. Plus, this will show Jeremiah exactly what he's missing. Yeah, you're right. Excuse me. And he brushes past you, though probably not as roughly as he would have before you turned him on, and heads in the direction of the nurse's office. Meanwhile, Dawn has arrived at the nurse's office helping Lucas, and the nurse sees the two of you coming in. Lucas, of course, being larger, is noticed first, and also the one wounded. And her first response isn't of concern, but rather an eye roll, almost, as <laughs> she... Again, Lucas, it's only if... Tuesday, and this is the third time you've been here this week. You know, if, it, if it's any consolation, this was not a fight, so it's fine. It's all, it's all great. It's good. It's good. We're, it's totally fine. And she looks at Dawn. What does she look like? She's a moderately attractive woman in her 40s, pale skin, possibly Norwegian or other Nordic descent, straw pale hair cut into a sort of a pixie cut almost, Hmm. dressed in slacks and a lab coat, which is an affectation she picked up on a visit to an American school a year or two back. Hmm. She has a number of medical-type supplies in her lab coat pocket. Tongue depressor, bandages, thermometer, those kind of things. What's her name, by the way? Her name is Miss Morell. M-O-R-E-L-L. Alright, I go up to her. I approach her cautiously, like a cat. Stalking its prey. I sort of move around her in a dainty fashion with a certain level of agility. And then I sort of like lightly brush against her as I sort of go around her back, sort of like circling her. And I say, Miss Morell, surely not everything that happens in this school is Lucas's fault here. He was simply trying to be on his way and due to some meddling was unfortunately met with a minor mishap. Surely someone as intelligent and insightful as yourself can see that this young man needs a little bit of help and i sort of like gaze up at her with the the doe eyes and give her like a slight smirk it looks like you're trying to turn her on yes. go ahead and give me a roll with hot Alrighty. i rolled a six but i have a two hot and i have the wild hunt which should give me another one, so I get a nine. What does the wild hunt do? So when you draw upon your most feral manner, echoing the left movements of a cat or the veracity of a wolf, aid one to your roll to turn someone's on. Basically, I'm using my animalistic attraction. That's the power I picked, by the way. Excellent. Okay. So that's a ten total? No, it's a nine. Yes. Okay. On a 7 to 9, she either chooses to give you a string or chooses one of the reactions. Mm. 
She's going to choose to promise something she thinks you want, which in this case is to help Lucas. Sounds good. That was my goal. Of course, of course I'm going to help him. I just... He needs to take better care of himself. Look, that bitch Cassandra, she left her bag in the middle of the aisle. This is not my fault. Lucas, you need to watch where you're going. It's, you know, common sense that people walk through aisles. Why leave your shit there where people can just trip over it? Just... I put my hand on Lucas's shoulder and I say, It's alright, Lucas. Don't let her bother you. Is, do you know if she begins tending your wounds? I sit down, like, where I... Typical stuff, just looking up at her, just, yeah, ow, ow. Just alcohol swabs. Woohoo. At about this time, Joanna and Jameson enter. Joanna is mostly being supported by Jameson at this point, as her twitches have escalated into convulsions. And she's hardly able to walk on her own, much less figure out where she's going. Miss Morell hears the door open and sees Joanna coming in and, oh no, takes the uh, gauze pad that she was using and presses it into Dawn's hand. Can you finish tending to him? I'm sure. I'll, I just thought... And I, without even waiting for you to finish, <laughs> rushes over to assist Joanna into the next area. The nurse's room is divvied up into individual patient rooms. This wing of the school was once the mental ward on the military base. So it has a number of already set up small individual rooms with beds and such in them. Obviously, everything has been updated since World War II, but it's still serving the same purpose it served then. Are they like actual rooms or are they like the curtain drawing, like separating us sort of deal? Why don't you tell me? Which is it? (laughs) Uh, I'm kind of picturing just curtains that you can just draw open and close to like just separate off from the different students that like are coming in and out. But that leaves very little privacy for anything that might happen here. (laughs) If that's not a problem, then let's go with it. As long as Lex isn't around. The nurse leads Joanna and Jameson into the next room. Looks to you because Joanna's more incoherent at this point. Oi. What what happened? What 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 set her off? Oh well uh Lukey boy took a fucking header right into a desk and it was Jolana's desk. <laughs> and she's kinda just started panicking, so I tried to calm her down, but it didn't work. Uh so I brought her here as quickly as I could. And she's been getting steadily worse. Well, that was good of you to do. I very much appreciate your quick thinking in this matter. Aye. A calm head is an unfortunate rarity amongst the students these days. I've noticed. Go ahead and take the level-headed condition. Two? The two of you help assist Joanna through her episode. Alexis, what are you doing? I'm heading to class with a smile. Very well. Dawn, are you assisting Lucas in... Yeah, I'll do my best. Bandaging up his cut? I don't really know what... I mean, well, I suppose I just try to apply the bandages. I use a very soft, sort of gentle touch as I do it. I'd say, 
Lucas, why don't you take your shirt off so I can just clear this up a bit? I I think if I just do this. um... So, though I hear the words that, like, Don is saying, I keep, like, glancing over at, like, where Joanna is, feeling extremely guilty, like, uber amounts of guilt right now of, oh my god, she's here because I fell into her desk. And I did not want this at all whatsoever. So just kind of nodding along, not really paying attention, follows along, I guess, in taking off his... What do we wear for school uniforms? Do we have vests? Do we wear vests? Or, nah, he'll just take off his shirt, even though it makes absolutely no fucking sense whatsoever. He takes off his shirt. Well, rather than asking a question about the scene, yeah. if something would dramatically improve the drama, and it isn't something that is unable to work with the the way the scene has been already established, okay, just say it. Okay, it happens. Nobody's established what the school uniform is. It could totally have a vest. <laughs> okay. So rather than saying, "Do we have vests?" If a vest is part of your vision of the scene, it's in the scene. Okay. So he takes his shirt off and I try to do the, I mean, I'm not, I'm no medic, but I do the best I can to, you know, tend to his wounds. And as I do that, I sort of rub his chest softly and I say, listen, I know you're worried about Joanna, but this isn't exactly your fault. These types of things happen. Um, I know you have good intentions and you're not, you didn't mean to cause any harm. So Please don't worry yourself too much. And I, it's not like, I don't, it's not like the way I tend to his wound is is sexual, but it's like, maybe has a certain air of sensuality to it. That makes sense. It's it's an intimate moment of just, yeah, like it's, it's going to be okay. Mm. Not a matter of things are going to get hot and heavy. I, I feel you. Yeah, exactly. So I'm trying to soothe both his psychological and because that, makes way to the physical also sort of calm him down yeah you're not necessarily trying to turn him on yes but you're not skirting away from that possibly happening yes that's appropriate my goal is to basically help him but of course i'm just naturally sensual and therefore that is the method i use to aid people do everything yes basically well Go ahead and Lucas. Yep. Because you've taken time to tend to the wound, you may heal one harm, and because Dawn is helping you, you may heal another. Though I think you're only suffering from one right now. Only suffering from one. Okay. Just about when Dawn has finished patching you up, The door of the nurse's area bursts open, slamming into the wall, and Reggie's standing there. Reg, what's up? Where's Jameson? Why does that matter? Where the fuck is he? Why the hell does that matter? Why are you here? Piece of shit. Fuck you. Reggie, please. This is a a place of respite. I hear from the other room, fuck you. <laughs> so I uh come around the corner. Look, 
What the fuck is going on here? Oh, there you are. Huh? Me? What the fuck are you doing? I'm fucking helping people is what I'm doing. What the fuck are you doing? I'm trying to. Do you not see me? And he's still holding, by the way, the bloody t-shirt clenched in his fist. I was, I got, I had already got her. Yeah. Bro. Oh, I see that. And you come in. You were, you did a very good job mopping up the blood and getting it smeared around in front of her face. Yeah, I, I saw that you were doing that, which is why I distracted her from the blood, which is the better tactic in this situation. Wouldn't you agree? No, fuck you. It's all right, bro. I'm tired of you blocking me. How? I'm trying to be helpful to her. You fucking, the other day. Motherfucker, this is the first time we've we've ever had a conversation. How have I ever blocked you? You guys are on the football team together. Doesn't mean that we talk. Have you ever been on a team with someone you just don't like? He's an idiot. (laughs) Sounds to me like you are giving him plenty of reason to want to keep going with this. Yeah. No, that's nothing wrong with that. So what is it you're planning to do here, then? Maybe I think you talk a big game, but you don't have any fucking way to back it up. I don't talk Mm -hmm. any game. What the fuck are you talking about? I barely even talk to anybody except for fucking Luke and Joanna here. Right. Every time I try to help her out because I'm trying to be a nice guy, you get in the way. Oh, so this is a nice guy issue. Do you think she owes you something? Is that what you're trying to fucking tell me here? No. I think it would be nice if I could help her. uh, Yeah, sure. We helped her. I don't know uh, what the fucking problem here is. Just because I helped her up and get to the nurse while you were cleaning up, you're this fucking angry about it? I'm going to go stand next to Jameson, and I'm going to say, Reggie, please, there's no need to get this upset. Do you really think women appreciate a man who simply behaves in a certain manner in order to get something and i sort of stand next to jameson in a to let reggie know that i'm kind of like taking his side do you want to know why i helped her because she was someone that fucking needed help i didn't have any other plans what was your plan dawn yes can i have you roll plus cold to shut someone down sure that's totally not something dawn's terrible about yes i'll do my best Okay. What you're trying to do is calm the situation. My total would be a five, so not great. Okay. You may mark down an experience for that. All right. Experience buds. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> and he is not listening at this point with the subtle bit of manipulation and... and not necessarily even mystical manipulation. Right. The manipulation that a attractive woman has on a teenage man, combined with his already existing anger and frustration at not being able to properly express his feelings to Jeremiah, he is going to start forward with the clear intent of attacking Jameson. All right, Reggie, there's only two reasons why someone would come into a room and fucking look at me like that, and that's because they either want to fight me or they want to fuck me. So which is it? I'm open to either. So I was taught that in soccer, it is very important to protect one's keeper. And my keeper is about to get, like, hit. So I'm going to lash out physically at Reggie and deck him in the fucking mouth. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
I rolled a six. My volatile is a two. So for a total of an eight. Okay. So when you lash out physically, you are rolling with volatile. Yes. Because you got an eight. That is the seven to nine range. So you harm them, but you do have to choose one of the following. Ooh. <laughs> Reggie learns something about your true nature and gains a string on you. I decide how bad the harm turns out, or you become your darkest self. Uh, let's not do the last one. <laughs> um, Reggie can gain a string on me and learn something about my true nature. Okay. As you throw the punch at him, he turns in surprise, and for a very brief moment... Your eyes are glowing yellow, and they shift back to their normal human color before anyone else in the room notices. And as soon as the punch land, I go, boom, top of the board, and tell ya. <laughs> so I gain a string on Reggie, right? Because I have primal dominance. When you harm someone, take a string on them. Yes. Oh, that actually m reminds me, dumb Dungeon Mistress. So, technically, I was trying to turn the nurse on to get her to do something, and she didn't actually finish, and technically I do the natural move of the Fae's fairy contract, so she did make a promise that she didn't complete, so I believe I would get a string on her. Yes, you do. Excellent. Go ahead and write that down. Noisily played. He looks at... Lucas in utter shock, not expecting at all. Lucas, who's normally on Reggie's side in these kind of things, as jock bros <laughs> tend to be, just walloped him hard enough to to hurt, to leave a mark. Don, how are you reacting to this? I, I I'm not really much of a fighter, but I'm standing by these two trying to be supportive and I mean, hmm, actually, I suppose I would interject at a certain point to make sure nobody got extremely hurt, but there's really not much I could do. I'm standing there, like, breathing kind of heavy. Like, I'm not necessarily standing next oh. to Jameson, but I am standing, like, adjacent to you guys. Like, my fist is, like, clenching and unclenching. Like, mm. I kind of want to hit him again. <laughs> What I will do is I will put my hands and lightly caress the back of Lucas's shoulders, and I say, it's all right. You've already hurt him. You don't need to do anything else that's going to get you into any serious trouble. And I try to calm him down. And I turn to Reggie and say, as you can see here, mate, you're pretty outnumbered. I don't really want to fucking fight you. I have, no, we barely talk. Like, I mean, you're not bad in my book, but you're not fucking... Good either, like, maybe you could change that. This isn't fucking helping, though. Are we done here? Seeing that it seems, in fact, to be three against one, including two of his teammates, Reggie, still clutching the rapidly spreading bruise on his face, and maybe a little scared of what he thinks he saw when Lucas punched him, he snarls something unintelligible and storms out. Maybe if you were focused with your head in the game, it wouldn't have lost instead of your breakup with Jeremiah. Oh, snap. 
Uh, on his way out the door, Reggie looks at you and mutters. And then you can see as he opens his mouth, he's kind of bleeding a little bit. Probably cut his cheek on his teeth. He's going to spend a string on you to give you the condition turncoat. Don't talk to me, Lucas. I thought we were friends. I thought you had my back. Should have fuck you. You too. should have your keeper's back. Stomp off. At this point, with the tension racketing up a little bit, and Dawn now comforting Lucas again. Joanna wakes up in the next room and calls for Jameson to help her back to class. Oh, but of course, love. Here, let me help you. And I walk over to her and help her stand from the bed. What class are you going to? Asian history. All right. Up on the third floor. All right, we'll take the fucking elevator. And the four of you disperse to your next classes. The morning's drama fresh in your mind, but not as important as not getting in trouble for being late.